In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners group. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome Buenas noches, el señoras and señoritas. Welcome to El Ghost Chronicles. What the heck? <laughs> Say what? Whoa, <laughs> I'm trying whatever. to give this a little ethnicism. You know, we got a new president in here. You know, oh, oh cool. you are just going down the wrong road you know? tonight. So really. it's time to, you know, time to get the minorities out there again. I'm trying to reach them. Oh, you're going to reach them already. I'm putting out the olive branch. Is that what you're doing? Hey, I want, I want you, you know, when our show was on WCCM, we were the number one show in prison. <laughs> That's a big surprise. Uh, I just thought I'd put that out there. Maybe if I send you there. <laughs> Anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, El Senorita, Queen of Pena. <laughs> oh, you're just killing me here. Maureen, what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? All right. So, anyway. So, anyway. We got a great show, actually, today. We do. We have a fantastic show. I think that's why you're so excited, Ron. <laughs> you're just a crazy guy, could, I swear could, to God. Could be the Jack Daniels, too. I don't really? Really? <laughs> Some of that, uh, you know, special blend, you're dipping into that a little bit or something? Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, we do really have a, a great show today. We have Mr. Patrick Burns. Yes, we do. Do you know who he is? Yes, I do. Is, is he related to Montgomery Burns? That I can't tell you. Uh, why don't we ask him? On the line now, I believe, with us is Mr. Patrick Burns. Patrick, you there? I am here. How are you doing? Good. Um, sorry about that introduction, but uh, <laughs> I wondered there for a moment if I was on the right podcast or not. <laughs> exactly. So do I, Patrick, every week. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wonder. <laughs> so anyways, uh, for people who don't know Patrick, and I don't believe there are any people out there, but anyways, why don't you introduce yourself? That's the best way, because you know you more than anybody knows you. Is oh. that a song or something? No, let's skip that one. <laughs> well, uh, again, yeah, Patrick Burns. I'm uh, the paranormal investigator on Core TV. Well, it used to be Core TV. It's now known as True TV. Uh, uh-huh. a program called Haunting Evidence. Uh, I was one of the three stars on the program, and we investigated cold case homicide and missing persons cases around the United States and around the world, even. And um, I'm also the founder and director of a paranormal research group based out of the Atlanta, Georgia area called Ghost Town. 
Uh, oh yeah. And I am. I am a um, an event coordinator. I host a paranormal conference uh, at different locations now around the country called Ghost Stock, and the next one is coming up this April 16th through the 19th. And where is that? It's going to be held up in your neck of the woods, actually, up in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. <coughs> Excuse me, Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, great town. Yeah, yeah that'll be awesome. Now, is this the first time that you've brought the, you know, doing Ghost Talk here or have done it this is. type of conference? It is, actually. We've done uh, six of these conferences uh, up till now. Um, historically, all of them were, were held in Savannah, Georgia, which is a uh, very, very... Uh, 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 historical location as well has many ghost stories and and hauntings associated with it. Um, but uh, I kind of made the decision um, a year ago that I, I really wanted to mix things up. I, I was getting a lot of requests from people wanting to go to other locations other than Savannah. Not that Savannah is not a great town; it, it is. It's, it's awesome. I love it there. Um, one of my favorite places, um, you know, in, in the world. It's just. The, the history there is just so in, incredible, and uh, the people are great there as well. The, the locals um, just loved us, but uh, we kind of wanted to mix things up a little bit. So um, we're taking it on the road, and uh, we will one day again return to uh, Savannah. I am I'm more than certain, uh, but uh, Ghost Stock will never again be the um, uh, the event exclusive to Savannah that it once was. I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, getting out there and going to different locations, and I think uh, a lot of people are, that have been following the event are uh, excited as well. Yeah. Now, where will it be at, uh, in Salem? We are actually hosting it at the uh, historic uh, um, Hawthorne Hotel. Oh, yeah. 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 We do an event there uh, every October called uh, Spectral Evidence, and we sell out every year. It's a phenomenal place. It, you'll love oh, it. Right. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I really am. So it's, uh, yeah, that seemed like the logical place in uh, in Salem to host uh, host a conference. So um, we're really looking forward to it. Now, um, Patrick, where I'm not where, but who is going to be on your lineup? I know that I looked a little bit on the website, but I mean, um, oh, you did research. That's a switch. Oh, stop it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to give our listeners who haven't had an opportunity to look, you know, because we'd like to talk about some of your you know, different investigations and, and sure. dig into that. But before we forget, it would be love to if you'd share it with us. Is that his real Well, first and foremost, um, we're, our, our keynote speech will be delivered by uh, the legendary Mr. John Zappa. Uh-huh. He's a, a fantastic speaker, phenomenal. You know, he's been, he's been ghost hunting um, longer than a lot of us, re- a lot of researchers have been alive. Not as long as I've been alive, but, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I believe he got his start back in about the mid Mid 1970s, working alongside his uncle, his aunt and uncle, uh, Lorraine Warren, and yeah. yeah, yeah, he is amazing. We had an opportunity to hear him when we were out in, in uh, Gettysburg. Yeah, for Ghost World. Yeah. For Ghost World. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just fantastic. Awesome. He really is. He really is. He's a, a great speaker, great friend of mine. We're looking forward to that. Um, also, um, a good friend, uh, Mr. Chris Fleming from uh, Biography Channel, Dead Famous. Oh, we, we just we just had him on Ghost Chronicles International uh, yesterday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Ooh, Chris, Chris, Chris is a great speaker. Chris is just a great speaker, great friend of mine as well. Um, Keith Age from Sci-Fi Channel's Spooked and mm-hmm. Children of the Grave will be there. Um, Sweet. Great. Um, also, uh, uh, Shannon Sylvia 
uh, from Ghost Hunters International mm-hmm. is going to be joining us and speaking. Uh, I've got my my uh, great friend, Dave Schrader, from Darkness Radio. Oh, cool. Darkness on the Edge of Town Radio. I've done uh, countless events with, with Dave, and uh, I, I always look forward to having him speak at Ghost Talk. And you have uh, a friend of ours uh, going to be there, too. I'm uh, sorry. What's her name there? Uh, what's Gibson? her name? Gibson. What's her Molly? Name? Molly. <laughs> Marley. Marley Gibson, yes, yes, one of my very best friends in the paranormal community. Um, looking forward to her being there. She's going to be doing um, her book launch actually mm-hmm. on Thursday night, um, which is uh, uh, her her launch, the first in her series, uh, the Ghost Huntress. Um, yeah. So uh, going to kind of uh, promote Marley's book while we're there and uh, and do the fish the official launch uh, you, there at the Hawthorne. So do you know that one of the characters in the, in the book is based on my lovely partner here? Is she? Yeah. Fantastic. The mentor part, right? Loreen Woods. Very cool. Very well, cool. Congratulations. Very cool. Oh, thank that's you. Gonna, that's uh, going to be exciting. It's going to be great. I can't wait until the books come out. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, that's, I'm going to miss the first one, the book launch. Uh-oh. I'm not going to be able to make it that night. Excuse me? Because we going, have, wait a minute. Aren't you going to Boston and freaking New York? <laughs> Just you bringing know, up a sore subject. Here's my white butt. Kiss it. All right? <laughs> Just had to get that out there, you know, Ben. Mm. <laughs> but please continue. Oh, Patrick, sorry we interrupted. Please continue, Patrick. Patrick. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Not at all. Um, uh, also, Andrew Calder, uh, Father Andrew Calder, uh, who has been seen on uh, Paranormal State and Psychic Kids, will, will be in attendance. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob Hunnicutt, another great friend of mine, uh, who is the... Um, Founder and director of the Georgia Ghost Society. Oh, I'm not familiar uh, with him. Yes, yes. Uh, Bob's a great speaker, great friend of mine. Um, he, he spoke uh, with us at uh, at Ghost Talk Stick, and uh, we'll be coming up to to, uh, to Salem for that. Um, Fiona Broom, who is a member yep. of the Wiccan community. Yeah, she's actually filled in for co-host uh, when uh, my partner here has been absent. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. How, how cool is that? A, a witch whose last name is Broom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, appropriate. Perfect. Wait a minute. I'm not sure about that. I think that might be a pseudonym. I'm not. It quite might sure. be, but if 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 it if it is, it's it, 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 it's great. I love it. Either way, <laughs> I just think it's it's very cute. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's she's a sweetheart. I uh, I've actually um, spoken uh, d- done panels and events with uh, Fiona uh, several times. So she's been she's been a, a phenomenal help. Uh, thus far, and in, in, uh, uh, helping me um, secure locations and uh, talk to uh, talk to people, because the fact that she does know so many people in Salem, um, right. it's just been a, a she's been a, a tremendous asset to uh, to getting the event off the ground here. So um, looking looking very much forward to having having her as well. And uh, do you know that she was she has a a, a um website called Hollow Hill, and that was the first yeah. paranormal website I ever looked at when I was uh, getting into the paranormal. Oh, really? Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's great. It's a small uh, community. It is a small community. It, 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 you know, it, it really has grown, though. I've, I've been amazed watching it over the past, uh, oh gosh, I, I found a ghost house in 2001, but before that I was a member of another group here in, in the uh, uh, Georgia State of Georgia called the Georgia Haunt Hunt Team, and I joined up with them in 1999. So I've I've been doing this as a as a uh, a full time hobby, as I like to call it, for about the last 
last 10 years, of last decade, and uh, it just it, it just boggles the mind when you see how many paranormal research groups there are out, out there. You know, when, when, I, oh, when I founded Ghost Towns in 2001, I think there were probably maybe three or four groups in the entire state of Georgia. And now, um, you know, there's probably, you know, that many in the county that I live in. Alone. Yeah, that's, so, that's kind of right, isn't it? Well, you know, I think it's great. Everybody comes out and they go to these different events because, you know, by you having events and, and like, groups like ourselves having them, it allows people who really just don't want to read a book to get knowledge, right? Oh, Um, definitely. So they go out and they start getting excited, get some friends together. Before they know it, you know, they have a group started on their own. And that's that's really been, you know, one of the spirits, you know, in the spirit of Ghost Doc is about getting, you know, particularly newcomers to the field, getting them involved. Uh, kind of showing them the ropes to uh, to start conducting their own investigation, and um, you know it's uh, it, it's very rewarding. That's really what drives me. I, I love attending these events, uh, and I do. Uh, let's see, gosh, I, last year I believe I did uh, two dozen uh, different paranormal conferences. On top of that, uh, I lectured at over uh, over half a dozen uh, universities around the the United States. So. Um, I, I keep busy getting out there, but it's all about uh, you know sharing knowledge with people, sharing the things um, you know that that I've picked up along the way, my experiences. I love doing that. I love love spreading the wealth, so to speak, with uh, with people that are you know just getting into it, or even you know the, the seasoned veterans, because obviously none of us know everything um, uh, about the field. You know, right. we're still still learning as as we go along, and uh, you know when when somebody comes up to me. Be it a, a complete beginner, or you know, even especially uh, uh, you know, seasoned veterans in this field come up to me and, and say, you know, wow, you know, I, I tried this technique that you know that you you said, or, or I picked up some knowledge during your during your presentation that I didn't know about. Um, that just that's the best to me. That you know, helping helping people, um, you know. Uh, learn is, and, and of course, learning from them as well is really what what drives me in this right. field. And uh, uh, I just enjoy doing what I'm doing immensely. And there's certainly room for dialogue in there. I, I know when I had uh, Chris Fleming on uh, Ghost Chronicles International with um, uh, my co-host is uh, Richard Felix from Most Haunted. Right. Sure. I know Richard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know he's uh, yeah, probably yeah. run into a couple of events. But anyways, we had him, and then I. Chris and I had a very interesting and heated, I guess you would say, and passionate conversation <laughs> about the K2 meter. Yes, yes. So, I mean, yeah. it's good. Uh, he defended it, what, what he believed in it, and, of course, I, I uh, said what I believed in it. But, you know, right. we both, at least we can examine what each other has to say. That's what, you know, what's the great thing about uh, radio shows and, and, and conventions. Conventions like yours, which is coming right. up on April sixteenth. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's sharing sharing the knowledge, and uh, you know, of course, you know, we don't agree on everything. No, uh, we don't. You know, there's 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 definitely a lot. You know, a, a lot to uh, to be said. There's there's always a, a, a second side of the story. Um, but you know, I'm 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 willing to you know to listen to anybody's uh, you know beliefs. I'm, I'm not one hundred percent sold on anything ever. I'm always open to other possibilities and other interpretations, and uh, I tend to uh, I, I do tend to uh, uh, straddle the uh, the fence a bit, uh, and uh, you know would call myself a skeptical believer 
mm-hmm. in the field because of, you know, um, I have had personal experiences, obviously, that, you know, that I could not explain. Um, and uh, in my opinion, were, were, were probably paranormal events. Um, I can't prove that, of course. But, um, you know, it, it, it's just, uh, uh, you know, that, that's sort of my, my whole philosophy in the field is, is to be a skeptical believer. You know, it's, it's great to be, uh, you know, to, to have your own beliefs, but be cautious, you know, before, right. before, you, uh, before you pass judgment. Now, do you think you could share um, one of those times with you? You said you had some experiences on your own or yourself that something you couldn't explain. I mean, was it when, it was when you were growing up? Was it, you know, the last so many years? I mean, could you... Yeah. Um, well, you know, interestingly enough, um, the number of, of experiences that I had have all been confined to my adult life. Uh, I never um, really had any experiences of my own paranormal-wise um, in my childhood. I had a you know, pretty normal childhood up until about the time I was 17 or 18 years old. My, my eyes were kind of opened at that time to um, this other world out there and uh, the, these types of events and that this stuff really does uh, go on. Um, so I, I could probably, you know, sit here and talk for hours about the different experiences that I've had, but really quickly off, off the top of my head, um, th- this, was, um, this, was, this was very recently, in fact. This was uh, as recent as about uh, two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, um, but uh, that's okay. We like those. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, well, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm. I'm sitting on the toilet. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, the old, the old haunted toilet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, what was really interesting was I had put my uh, my boys to bed. Um, uh, they, they live with their mother. I'm separated from my wife Pam uh, at, at the moment, but uh, I, I was over there um, one evening. Um, I believe I was there for my my youngest son's birthday. Uh, and birthday party, and I had put them uh, both to bed, talked to them in, um, you know, and and went uh, into into the bathroom to do my business. Okay, uh, the door was was ajar slightly, and I was just sort of sitting there, and I noticed out of the corner of my eye, I saw, I, and it wasn't even the corner of my eye. I I, I wasn't really looking directly at. Uh, at, at the door, but I saw definitely I saw what appeared to be one of my sons walk into uh, the uh, the second bedroom, which uh, we use as their playroom. That's where they keep all of their toys. Yeah. Uh, distinctly remember, he was wearing pants. He did not have his shirt on, uh, but walked towards uh, walked in, opened the door to their playroom, walked in, and I, I distinctly remember him turning and looking at me in the bathroom. You know, the, the, the doorway is it, it literally right directly across the hall. I distinctly recall him turning his head, looking at me as he, as he turned the doorknob and walked into the room, okay? Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything about it. I thought, okay, well, he's, he's going in there to get a stuffed animal or a toy or something that he wants to sleep with, right? Yeah. You know, I had other stuff on my mind that I was, I was contemplating at that moment, and I, I noticed our cat, our house cat, one of our two, or one of, one of my wife's, Two house cats, uh, Sabrina, walked into the room as well. And yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I started thinking about it. And uh, about two minutes later, I noticed that I hadn't seen him come back out. 
And I called out. I said, Alec? And he said, yes. I said, where are you? He said, in bed. <laughs> I said, William, where are you? He said, in bed. Definitely looked, looked like my, my youngest son, though. Um, you know, his height, his build, and everything. I said, you're both in bed. They're like, yeah. I said, did either of you get up and go into the, the, the playroom? They're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it just really, really boggled my mind at, at the time. I just, I had no explanation for it. And it was, like I said, I wasn't look, staring directly at him, but I definitely recognized this as being my youngest son, Alec, walking into the playroom. And he turned and he looked at me as he was walking in and never came back out. Wow. Um, Doppelganger. I was going to say the same thing. Doppelganger, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Let let me ask you this, Patrick. Uh, When you go into the bathroom, I I assume that Molly's book is your your, uh, reading matter of preference. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) Actually, no, I I have to be perfectly honest. Uh, I did get an advanced copy of the book. Uh-huh. Um, and I uh, presented that to me a couple weeks ago. Um, I have not um, had the chance actually to sit down and read it. I, I'm sorry, Marley. You know that I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. You know it. I promise you. <laughs> but I've uh, I've been working on so many other projects uh, right now. It's just to find any any downtime, any leisure time at this point is just seems to be. Impossible. There just aren't enough hours in the hours in the day, days in the week, weeks in the month, and or months in the year to get everything that uh, that I need to do accomplished. And uh, certainly, a, a lot of my efforts right now have been geared towards uh, getting Ghost Stock um, organized and, and right. ready to go. But uh, I promise you, Marley, I will read it. You know me. <laughs> you, you, you know, Patrick, I can get you off on the hook on this. That's not a problem. Because <laughs> oh, don't even go there. As we know, the Ghost Hunters is really a young adult book. So Absolutely. since since we ha- you have children, I think that it would only be right and the fair <laughs> thing to do is to pass it off onto them, and then of course they can retell you what it's all about. So well, I'm obviously you know I'm 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 not a young adult anymore. Right. Um, yeah. I I, <laughs> I realize that it is definitely uh, the book is definitely not. Um, I'm I'm not the key demographic. Uh, that, that Marley's looking for, but she is obviously, uh, like I said, a very good friend of mine, and um, you know, I, I definitely want to want to read her her book. I want to read her story. Now, mm-hmm. See, that's awesome. Very... Ron's saying that to make himself feel better because see, that's what he does. He takes his books, he pawns them off his <laughs> poor wife Janet, and then and he my, asks for a son. description and his son, <laughs> and he asks for a synopsis, synopsis. of the story. <laughs> so, somehow something's lost in that translation, wait, wait. Ron. Pe- people have ghost writers. I just happen to have ghost readers. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, we'll but just I'm, leave that know, one I, for I'm very, very, very proud of, of Marley's accomplishment. Uh, I think it's very quick. And uh, it's, um, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, she's, she's doing so well. And uh, I wish, wish her all the best and hope that uh, the book sells like crazy. I hope so, too. I think it will, definitely. Patrick, I have to tell you a funny story. Uh, not last Halloween, but the Halloween before we did this uh, broadcast uh, on three different continents, Australia, the U.K., oh, no. and in the United States. And we were in uh, Sprague Mansion Sprague in, Mansion, in yeah. Rhode Island, and Molly and Mike were there uh, to help out. So 
on the evening, I decided to lock Molly in the wine cellar with... In the dark. In the get dark. that. Oh, yeah, on yeah. two chairs sitting there in the pitch black in a haunted room with... Um, yeah, Molly's like, oh, no. <laughs> in a haunted room with, like, we're watching her from a camera, a remote camera. Right. The door is locked. Her and Jim, the tech specialist, the EVP specialist, specialist yeah. is sitting there. And there's poor Molly. And then we're saying, there's Ron. I see something over your shoulder, Molly. Wait, over there. And poor Molly's like, no. You know, she's spinning around looking for this thing. And she could feel it, like, brush past her hair. So it was creeping her out even more. Because, of course, as you know, you know, it's dark. You can't see visually. So right. I just, can see fine yeah. in the IR. <laughs> uh, she would never forgive me for that. Uh, I hate to see it because I was broadcast throughout the world. So. Oh, poor thing. But anyways... Uh, <laughs> well, now I want to ask you, Patrick, I know we're getting close to the break, but I wanted to ask you, um, now your part doing in the investigations, is that typically doing the electronics and the computer systems? or Right. Yeah, I've, I've always maintained a, more of a, uh, a technical um, uh, or, or taken a, a more technical approach to investigation uh, of, of the paranormal. And, uh, you know, I cite movies like... Uh, um, poltergeist, mm-hmm. and certainly e- even Ghostbusters um, <laughs> to a degree, yes. um, for, for making me making me think and, and wonder. Wow, you know, can you really use electronics to try and substantiate the existence of of paranormal activity? And um, and that's you know, it, it's it's interesting to know that you know later on in life I was I'm doing exactly that. So that tends to be my my. Um, my approach to it is uh, I, I I don't consider myself to be to be psychic. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that. You don't you don't have any psychic ability. No, I, 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 I am I'm you know what I am completely insensitive is what I love to tell everybody. <laughs> I don't know about that. So, so I mean, you some say people that. tell me that too. Well, that's <laughs> true, but that is true. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no psychic abilities that that I am aware of. Um, although you know that uh, the psychics will tell you that they believe that. All of us have um, a latent ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one thing that I do that does happen with me, I, I do actually, I don't dismiss all photographs of of orbs because on rare occasion, I have actually observed these anomalies with my naked eye, ah, and I've okay. had people validate it um, on video. Uh, you know, somebody will be standing off to the side with a video camera, and I'll say, "Wow, I, I think I just saw." what looked like an orb. And sure enough, uh, we go back, we roll back the video, and, you know, there's this anomaly exactly where I described it, behaving in exactly the fashion uh, that I described it. In fact, this happened as recently as uh, last spring uh, with um, uh, at one of the Darkness Radio events. Uh, Chris Fleming was there uh, standing actually behind me with a, an infrared video camera. And I said, I just saw an orb uh, move down there and you know, he, he said, I, I just got it on camera, and we rolled it back, and sure enough, there it was. And that's uh, so. amazing. But I have to ask you now, um, I realize that you're a photographer, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. by the way, your pictures are amazing. Thank but you so much. I'm, I'm just wondering. Where do you see these pictures? Uh, never mind. I keep my secrets. What the um, hell? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I'm wondering is when you said that you saw your naked eye, I'm wondering... It's a potential that yes, you have some psychic ability, right? That you're, you know, right. latent or you're you're picking up, you don't even pay attention to, and also that you have a very, you know, your eye, you've trained your eye 
start doing photography to the point that maybe you strengthen those muscles or those perceptions and you're actually picking up muscles? on that. You get muscles. Oh, geez, Don that's time for the break. I'm sorry about that. You're going to hang on, right, Patrick? Yes, I am. Absolutely. All right. Okay. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Joe Jeanette. I am Ron Kolick. She is Marie Wood. And our very, very special guest is Mr. Patrick Burns. We'll be right back with the following messages. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinotega, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's best coffee. Are you frustrated by the way your life is going? Do you feel like giving up? Do you feel like your life is thriving or do you feel stuck? The answers are in a new book, Survive or Thrive, creating the life you want out of the life you have by author Step Stephen Sidnor with Susie Street. Survive and Thrive takes readers on a candid and heartfelt journey through the author's struggle to recover from life-shattering personal and business challenges. Some rare reviews. New York Times best-selling co-author Joseph Grinney says, success in life is ultimately determined by our response to hardship and failure. Your investment in this book is a terrific investment in yourself. Amazon's best-selling sales management author Skip Miller says, every now and then a book comes out and impacts our life. Survive and Thrive is that book and will give you insights into your actions and choices. Survive and Thrive by author Step Stephen Sidnor with Susie Street. Available online and at national bookstores. We're back. We are back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojanet. I am Ron Kolich. She is Maureen Wood, and our special guest is Mr. Patrick Burns. But before we go on, I actually have a little bit of news. News? Yes, yes. Uh, As it turns out, um, this vigilante crowd captured a burglar, and they brought him into the police station in uh, Nigeria or someplace like that. Anyway. So anyway, story right? No, this is the the story. Is basically there were two of these burglars. They chased them. One of them got out of the way, but they were able to catch the other one when he turned himself into a goat. So they brought him into what? the police it, wait, station. Wait, did you and, what a goat? A goat, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, because you know they they can do voodoo and stuff down in Nigeria, and so you know he was had the ability to do his. Stuff and turn himself into a goat, and they Who brought him into the police station, and you know, of course, they wanted to prosecute it, but the police couldn't find enough evidence, and they released released the goat on his own personal recognizance. Oh God, <laughs> that is a true story. I yeah, I sadly <laughs> believe that. The That's power, the, the power of the supernatural. Anyways, the number here is eight seven seven eight six four. I think you're so bad. Eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Uh join us live in the Togi chat room and we are talking with Mr. Patrick Byrne, who is having his big conference ghost talk in Salem, Massachusetts. Yep, in April sixteenth, correct? 
uh, the weekend, and we're, it's going to be really cool. Thanks, got some bro. great guests and everything. Well, well I, 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 you know, it's so funny is I heard the story about that, that uh, burglar that turned into the goat. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. But no, y- you can't make stuff like that up. No, no. It's so <laughs> So, yeah, it's interesting that the, the goat was let go for lack of evidence. Gee, oh, yeah. man. But you know what's funny is, is we have a book that's coming out in September, and we have, uh, hopefully our editor's not listening, right? Um, well, uh, we don't anyway. know that, do we? <laughs> so she always asks us these interesting questions. Yeah, I almost, yeah I, I, good I thing you rephrased that. Yeah, anyways, interesting question, though. Why did you do this? Why does this happen? You know, you got to realize that, you know, there aren't always reasons. Why do you do a dumb thing? You don't really know. You just do a dumb thing. You weren't thinking. You know, that's it. Why does why do men not ask for directions or, or use instructions for putting things together? Why do you turn huh? a burglar into a goat? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, there are some anyway. things in human nature that we can't explain. Right. Okay. So anyways, Patrick, I have to ask you a question before we uh, Forget. go further. How did you get that hair? <laughs> I mean, I would kill for hair like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, it, it's so funny. Is uh, People, that, that seems to be one of the most inter- most asked questions. Is I get comments about my hair all the time. Constantly. Really? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I got lucky. I really did because my uh, my second oldest brother yeah. um, went completely bald by the time he was uh, in his mid-30s. Um, uh, you know, and, and uh, my oldest brother was completely gray, I mean white gray, uh, by the time he was 29. So I've dodged the bullet on, on both those. I mean, obviously, I, I'm, there's a little bit of snow on, on the roof, you know, I've, I've got going on. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's gray great. Hair, but, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's full. It's really, you know, I'm sitting <laughs> it's here. It's like you're having a Fabergé commercial you here. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here getting excited over it. That's all I can tell you. Because he's wearing his baseball cap <laughs> if, in my house. If you see any picture of Patrick. me, you will see me with a baseball cap. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's oh, just say that. But I have to say, it's really cool, too, because you even, you're in an encyclopedia. Wikipedia, yes, right? I, I am in. I am listed uh, on Wikipedia. That was uh, that was a big surprise to me. I um, I happened to go uh, um, for whatever reason. Just uh, I think I was doing some research one night. I, I plugged my name into Google, uh, trying to see what what kind of what stuff was out there about the TV show and whatnot, and uh, happened across the, the article uh, written up on me, the write up on me on Wikipedia, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Where did this come from? I didn't even realize this. So that, that is cool. That is very cool. Was, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. It's uh, you know it's um it, it's it's you know of course not as uh, um what's the word I'm looking for here prestigious as being say in you know uh, Encyclopedia Britannica or something like that because of course you know with Wikipedia anybody can write an article um, as long as it, it stays within their guidelines mm-hmm. their, their writing guidelines. Uh, and you can also go in and you can actually edit the pages on Wikipedia as well. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's not as prestigious as, as say, uh, being in a a, uh, a hard uh, copy, um, uh, you know, uh, encyclopedia. But um, it was pretty interesting. It was it was pretty uh, flattering to uh, to go there and and 
and see that I was uh, I was listed on Wikipedia. It was uh, pretty interesting. I think it's very cool. Anyway, so let's let's go back to Ghost Dark because okay. that's in our neck of the woods. Yeah, a lot of our viewers, not all listeners. Of them, yeah, whatever viewers, <laughs> listeners, whatever they do, I don't know. They could be remote viewing. How the hell do I know? <laughs> you know? All right. Um. What, what is the lineup? I mean, what what are some of the things that they're going to be talking about? What are the, some of the the you're going to have workshops? Uh, what, what's going on with it? Yeah, they're they're basically going to be uh, lecture workshops uh, from our guests. Um, still putting the final the, the finishing touches on who is going to be talking about what. Um, I'm definitely going to uh, have uh, Fiona Broom uh, talking about um, you know the, the the Salem witch trials, of course, which is. What, uh, what Salem is infamous for. Um, I'm not sure what my topic will be as of yet, but... Um, could be, hey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> is it paranormal or not? Normal or paranormal? Yeah. No, for God's right. sake. Never mind. He's All right, sorry. Uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the schedule is still, is still being tweaked, and, uh-huh. uh, you know, in the, in the, in the coming weeks, uh, we'll, we'll have a better idea. One, one of the, the great talks that goes on there uh, is my buddy Dave Schrader, Mm-hmm. Uh, gives a common sense approach to uh, paranormal investigation and evidence review, and he really, in the span of about an hour and a half, really hits some key points about um, about stuff, and uh, goes through. Uh, you know, it's a really good uh, primer for investigators to um, uh, you know people that are just getting started out in the field, and he points out you know some of the common mistakes that people make and things to look out for. When you're um, when you're you're conducting an investigation, I recommend it for everybody who's a, a newcomer to the field, of course. Mm-hmm. But even you know even the seasoned veterans that have uh, been doing this for a while, it's a great ref- uh, it's a great refresher to uh, to sit there and and uh, watch his lecture and hear about you know you know m- maybe you're overlooking something, maybe you forgot about something. So it's it's a good refresher course for people that have that have even um, uh, you know been doing this for a while. And another thing I wanted to wanted to mention um, about the event is that um, since Go Stock One, we were the first paranormal conference to um, to stream the event in the streaming video across the internet. Ooh, so even cool. people even people that weren't there couldn't make it in person mm-hmm. still have the ability to participate in a virtual sense by watching it streaming online. We have an inter- interactive chat room that goes in conjunction with the, um, with the event. So it really it gives people um, a great opportunity to, uh, to be at, at the event, if, even if they can't be there in person. And uh, it's been one of the most popular aspects of it. We offer this up free of charge. Um, you know, of course, we want people to register and come to the event in person, but... Uh, you know, if they can't make it for various reasons, um, they can always tune in and watch portions of the webcast or of the event uh, via our webcast and uh, ask questions of our guests via the, the interactive chat room. So it really is, um, you know, we, we were kind of the ones that, that pioneered that back in, uh, in 2006 or 2005, I believe. I take it back. I think is when the first ghost stock was. So very proud of that aspect of the event, and um, like I said, again, it's one of the more uh, popular aspects of the event. Now, very cool. Now, you um, you basically set that up. I mean, it's 
you do all the technical part of it, or how does that work? Yes, I, I have in the past. Um, I do have uh, a couple of people that, that help out uh, on, on the technical end, uh, you know, manning the camera, watching the um, the chat room, you know, and fielding questions for, for, for the guests. But in the past, yeah, I've, I've been the one that's configured everything and got it up and running. So um, I come from, that's one thing a, a lot of people uh, ask about me, you know, where is, where, where is your background? Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in the IT sector for about 10 years, uh, oh, wow. the dot-com boom. And, um, you know, so I've, I've been... I've been doing this extensive, you know, working in uh, uh, with streaming media for for quite some time. Um, that's uh, you know definitely been an asset uh, for Ghost Towns and and for Ghost Stock, and that I uh, I don't have to pay somebody to to do this right. for me. Uh, you know, having that knowledge, I'm able to to do it myself. So, yeah, I think it's great because you know I think of that often. It's like you know I think a lot of us have plans that are we're meant to be part of, and you know goals that we have, but it seems a lot of little pieces that you start learning here and there. You think, oh, you know, I'm interested in it, but I'm never going to use that or I won't be using this. And you find yourself one day, everything's coming together and you're using all of it. Right. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. I I, I never realized, you know, that my IT, uh, when I got into the IT field, I certainly didn't didn't think it was going to, you know, benefit me um, with my uh, paranormal investigations. Because I I wasn't even doing paranormal investigations at that time, Mm -hmm. not really. I had a very, uh, you know, I had a strong interest in the field, but uh, it wasn't something that I had pursued as a full-time hobby at that point. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely uh, come to my aid uh, many a time uh, with the ghost town, with the different websites that I maintain, and uh, also having a technical, you know, background with uh, with computers because they are becoming more and more a part of uh, our investigations every day. So right. Yeah, I know that, you know, I have a degree in environmental science, and, uh, you know, it's funny how that turned around, and now when I go on, the, on a ghost investigation, all that stuff comes in handy. It's like, whoa. This is oh, of cool. course. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, whoa. But, you know, I think I'm kind of like you, Patrick, in that we, we never had that experience when we were young. You know, you, you listen to so many people, like, why they get in, and they said, oh, I've seen ghosts all my life, or I had this when I happened when I was young and everything else. You know, I really never had a hell of a lot happen with me, and, and either did you, correct? Right, that's, that, that is correct. So, I mean, it's just kind of like a calling that, that happened to us at some yeah. point in our lives that we were supposed to go this way. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I think it's, it's definitely been, uh, you know, been something that I've... Um, I've, I've been very interested in for, for a long time, but, uh, you know, I never, when I was a kid growing up, I knew that there were people that, uh, that did this sort of thing, but I figured, oh gosh, you know, I, I bet you have to have all sorts of fancy degrees from different universities and whatnot yeah. to, uh, to be an investigator of this field. And, uh, when, uh, all, all I, 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 uh, you know, didn't realize really all you need is a, is a, you know, an open mind to, to right. get started. Uh, so it's been, you know, it's been very much a, a, a strong passion of mine. But uh, I, I never, never really saw myself getting into this, and I certainly never wanted to see a ghost when I was a kid because I, I thought it would, I thought it would scare the bejesus out of me. And, uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I did not. I was not disappointed. You know, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely do get spooked by this stuff, and um, you know, it's, uh, it, it fascinates me. But uh, at the same time, you know, there is that. Uh, that definite fear of the of the unknown, 
uh, and uncertainty that uh, it does freak me out a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. That was one of the, the questions, you know. I mean, granted, you know, if you're watching certain shows. One of um, questions. Well, one moment. The no. One question with the editors when we had someone ask well, us. you can't just throw it out. I know. I'm sorry. To it's my mind. It. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a question that had come about was saying, well, why do you get, you know, nervous? So why do you always, you know, when you go out in an investigation. You have apprehension. Yeah, why? Well, it's the unknown, Right. I mean, Absolutely. you'd be crazy. Anybody who even goes to a job interview has apprehension. Right. You know, before you go there, it's not like, hey, yeah, I've been doing this. Well, yes, I've been doing like, technical work all my life, but now I'm put up in right. front of people. I'm going to the unknown. I'm walking into a building. I have to meet people I don't know. So everything is apprehension, and it's kind of funny to hear someone say that. You're like, well, what do you mean? You, you think that that's, you know, I, it'd be like I'm not like go King Kong over here. I'm just going to conquer the world. Unless you're Van Helsing. Oh, you say. Him and his Van Helsink. Hey, it works. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me this, Patrick. Um, out of the places you've gone, and I know that you've done a lot of different investigations. You've done work with the shows and so forth. Are you going to ask my question? I am. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, what is either the most haunted location or some of the most, uh, maybe an intriguing uh, haunted experience or something you've, you've had? Besides you've your out? bathroom. Besides your bathroom. Besides your bathroom, yeah. Yeah, um, well, you know, one of my absolute favorite places to investigate, probably my favorite, the, my, my, I would have to call it my favorite place, hands down, to investigate, bar none, uh, is the RMS Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. Oh, cool, yeah. It is incredibly active in that location, and it's, uh, you know, from a historical perspective, the ship itself, um, which isn't a ship anymore. Technically, it's, it, it, it is, uh, it's listed as a building uh, because it is not seaworthy. It no longer has its engines in it. Uh, it's permanently moored in, um, in Long Beach, and uh, it, is, it is officially listed as a building, not as a ship anymore. But um, it, the ship is, is so historically significant um, because you, you walk on board it, and it's like, Taking a step back in time, it really is. It's uh, it, it's it's very cool because it's only um, it, it's really the only ship from that era that still exists. Um, a, a large ocean liner like that, uh, when they uh, when they're decommissioned, they usually have one fate and one fate alone, and that is to the scrapyard, where they uh, they disassemble right. the ship and they recycle it. Uh, you know, they sell it off as scrap metal. I remember when we interviewed, um, we, we did have her. We, we weren't able at this point, actually, to go out and take a look at it and be there in person, so I'm sure it's amazing. Really? Um, really. Well, not as of yet. <laughs> I did it remotely. Remo- yeah, okay. Remotely. Um, but I know that one year we had her, this woman who was the manager there um, on uh-huh. the radio. Not anymore. Well, she was at the time. Okay. And they were doing this very big Halloween event that they were trying to sell these, you know, raffle off or auction these tickets. And I wonder if they ever did that. They auctioned these tickets off for a night. I think it was an overnight or a weekend or something. They had dinner. They got to sleep in the the boat. Yeah, you had your personal duty. Or the ship. And I'm kind of curious how that ever went. Never really heard back to find out. Oh, well. They don't have pictures up or anything, do they? (laughs) Well, we've done done a number of events there with with Darkness Radio. In fact, that's what I was there for. I've I've just had so many experiences there. It it's been it's been amazing. Um, 
you know, I, I, I was there. I've, in, in the first class pool, I've seen a, a full-bodied apparition of a, uh, of a young woman or a, uh, a, a, a preteen age girl. I, I can't tell which, uh, you know, uh, never get that close of a look mm-hmm. at her, but, uh, you know, definitely identified as being, uh, being a female. Um, twice now I've, I've seen her in the, um, in the first class swimming pool. And that's rare for me. I mean, I've, wow. I've only seen what I believe to be a ghost, um, you know, a handful of times in my, in my whole life. Well, see, that's funny because you say that you're not psychic or you don't, you know, you don't know you have these events that you can't explain, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yet yeah, you're yeah. seeing, you are seeing full apparitions. So that's, that's pretty amazing. I guess that would, yeah, I guess, I guess that would qualify as, as being, uh, you know, sensitive to, uh, this activity, you know, not necessarily. Not if it was well, actually visual on our plane. What? You heard me. Visual on our plane. Right, a visual on our plane. It was that they materialized in our plane or our realm, and we saw them. It really wouldn't be paranormally. You, you wouldn't have to see it psychically or well, mediumship way. <laughs> no, it's not a stretch. It's, it's, it's means for things. Um. Well, yeah, but I mean, the whole point, it's very possible that, one, there may have been some type of type of connection she wanted to show herself, or perhaps right. even the fact she that was the... a the, No, I didn't oh. say that. <laughs> that the, the energy in that location was so strong, right, that she was able to manifest a little bit more easily. Right. Absolutely. Uh, or maybe so she just liked you. I don't know. She might have. Yeah, she might have liked your hair, Patrick. As well. <laughs> Could that's be. Speculated as well. Um, who knows? But... Uh, yeah, I've, you know, it's, it's only happened to me a handful of times in my life. And, mm. uh, and, and the Queen Mary, uh, it happened twice in the, in the same area, too. Oh, cool. Ah, uh, okay. So that would give an indication that that place is haunted. Huh. I would but, think Patrick, so. Patrick, I gotta ask you this. Now, you've done this for quite a while. Now, have you ever run into negative energy, demons, whatever you want to call it? No. Have you run on, on that, that type of thing? No, I, I really have not. Um, and, uh, you know, not, not to dismiss people that, that are into demonology or that believe in, um, you know, in, in this type of stuff. Um, I have not really experienced anything that I could de- definitively say, all right, that was, you know, that was demonic. That was, um, that was you know, not, um, uh, you know, that, that, that was, uh, you know, a, a, a case of a demonic uh, haunting. I, I I can't say one way or other about that. I'm still very much on the fence mm-hmm. about the whole demonology thing. Um, my mentor, no, that's the drug office. I'm you know I'm I'm open to it, and I, I I'm not dismissing it as a possibility. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I I simply don't have enough data. Right. I feel to pass judgment one way or the other. Right. Um, I think that a lot of what is being reported as "quote unquote" uh, demonic or malevolent activity um, may just be a, a you know a spirit that is uh, ticked off. Just got a bad it, attitude. Exactly. You know, it, it's uh, you know, if somebody was uh, an ass in life, they, they, they're probably still going to be an ass in death. You know. Hey, hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> the way. Way that I've always done. you. I was not talking about you. No, that's good. <laughs> Although you'd be accurate. 
Hey, sorry. <laughs> Actually, a good friend of mine, Jeff Belanger, has that same uh, philosophy as you do. Yeah, yeah. He I'm, I'm uh, open to the possibilities of it, but you know, I I haven't I haven't experienced anything like that. I haven't gone to a, an investigation and seen somebody turn their head 360 degrees around and vomit pea soup. You know, it just hasn't happened to me. Oh, you got to go up Maureen sometime. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the truth is, all right, for me, uh-huh. um, I've experienced or felt, you know, I have felt in my life growing up some demonic energy. And I even, I don't even like the word demonic. I just, to me, I right. say negative. Say it's, negative. So Nandy tomato, Nandy. Tom, I know, but I feel better. So I'm, <laughs> you know, blissfully ignorant on it. But the whole point, I think, too, is I don't think it's as, Prevalent meaning like every time you'll hear someone that does, you know, the demonologist, that every time they'll go somewhere, everything's demonic. I know right? it. I and, know it. I... And, and it's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, right? And yeah, yes, there, there are some people that find it everywhere they go. Every everywhere. Every case is demonic. Every case is, is, is a demon, you know. It, 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 right. it, is, it does get to be ridiculous. And right. even, even uh, you know, demonologists such as John Zappas will tell you, it is very rare. It's right. It's not common. It's not something that you run into every day. And I've, Thank I've God. seen it time and time again where, you know, these people, they, they have the best, best of intentions, I think, but everything's malevolent. Everything they, every place they go, they're finding this malevolent activity, and I just right. don't think it's that prevalent. And I, 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 I don't either. I mean, no. we've gone uh, on exorcisms with the Catholic Church, uh, and we've gone another... Uh, type of exorcisms, and through our experience, I do believe in demonic energy, negative energy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But like you, I don't believe it's as prevalent as people think they are. And and a lot of these demonologists, to be honest with you, I don't know where they get that title from. Is it just, what, where they study under something? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it it seems to be a, um, you know, a, a title that they bestow upon themselves, because obviously there's no degrees in this sort of thing. There's um, no degree in demonology. Yeah, not, not, oh. not that I'm aware of. Uh, at least nothing, uh, nothing credible that I, I'm, I'm aware of. But uh, um, you know, John Zappas um, really avoids the use of the word demonology. He, he really does. He, he, you know, he, he, you know, if people say, you know, are, are you a demonologist? His response is usually, well, if you must call me, call me that. That's Fine, but he said that's not how he prefers to describe himself. Right. Um, so um, you know, it's it, it definitely is. It's, uh, you know, there's only he believes there's only a handful of people in the world that are are true demonologists. You know, right. And, and, and really, you know, do this and know what know what they are doing and what they are dealing with. So. Yeah, we often talk about you know. Um, as mentioned before, you, know, you talk about demonologists, and right. you have someone that goes out, and if they do and when they do come up against something that, you know, is potentially dark, they're going to just, you know, hate to put it that way, but poop themselves and run the other way. Much <laughs> <So, laughs> we bring the show down. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was trying to be nice. Within the next couple of weeks, we will be having an interview with Brian the Monk, who is a Franciscan monk and exorcist. Yeah, so, so if, if anybody be... wanted to poop themselves, they'd listen to Brian with some of the, the stories, and that would be enough to... Uh, that would do it. That's that coming up would, yeah. with, uh, <laughs> on iTunes in a couple of weeks. But anyways, all right, uh, well, Pat, Patrick, we are running out of time. So, and, oh, website. Give out your website, yes, Patrick. Yes, I want yeah. to get all the good stuff. Yes, the website uh, for Ghost Duck is ghostduck.com. That's G-H-O-S-T. 
hostdk.com. Uh, you can get information about making your hotel reservations there. You can purchase tickets to the event online. Um, our, our guest speakers and their bios are all uh, listed, as well as the, uh, the preliminary uh, schedule of events for, for the weekend. And um, anything else, if uh, people need to get in touch with me, my, my contact information is all available right there on the website. And that is, once again, ghoststock.com, G-H-O-S-T-O-C-K.com. Okay, now I, I, I know that uh, one quick question on the show on haunted evidence. Uh, did you find it rewarding as far as the things that you did on the show? Absolutely, absolutely. I am very proud of the show. Um, it was, uh, it was a, an amazing experience to be a part of that uh, for three seasons. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, I believe we did good. I wish we'd had more time uh, to, to uh, you know, the show was given another chance. Uh, I, I re- really did. I had hoped, you know, that there would be uh, that there would be more more seasons. Because mm-hmm. the sad thing about the show is we would never run out of subject material. There there are thousands upon thousands of cold cases in oh, the United absolutely. States alone, and that that's the sad truth is that we would have never run out of of, of subject material for the mm-hmm. show. Um, you know, and I believe, I still do believe strongly that over time, more of these cases will be resolved. And uh, the psychics that I worked with, uh, John J. Oliver in particular, uh, a lot of his visions will, will end up being validated. And, uh, you know, it, it, but it's a waiting game. Uh, the, the authorities can't go out and arrest somebody just because a, a, a psychic says this is the profile of the right. person you're looking for. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, not, another piece of the puzzle um is what the psychic uh, basically does. They they fill in blanks for them and give them other areas to look in. So right. keep keep your fingers crossed. Uh, keep the victims and their families in your prayers, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens uh, in in the coming years. Maybe maybe some of these cases will be resolved. Maybe uh, True TV will bring us back for um, uh, some follow up episodes. That would be a great idea. That would be really great. I, I mean, it's just amazing that it's getting accepted more and more throughout the community. I mean, we have been contacted and we have been working on a. a Thirty-year-old cold case, and uh, sure, it, it's it's not easy. I mean, we we can no, see not. some things, but you run into actually physical uh, lack uh, of physical evidence. Not, not so much lack of physical evidence, but right. physical obstacles. I mean, right? For instance, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. definitely. It's, you're talking thirty some odd years. Anyways, know. Patrick, I hate to say this, but we have to say wow, already? I do to you. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with the two of you. I, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on, on the show and uh, promote um, Ghost Stock. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm saddened to learn that the two of you uh, won't be able to make it to, to Ghost Stock, um, that you, you've got other... other uh, uh, yeah, that Friday night we have... Oh, Thursday night, rather. Well, it would have been nice if we got an invitation, too. Oh, stop you it. Got an <laughs> you know you've got an invitation. <laughs> All right, Patrick, thank you. Have a Thanks, great day. Patrick. Thanks so much. Yeah, Thanks. bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, we went out of time so quickly. I know, that was too quick. Well, we, we need him to back on again. I know. All right, so go stock uh, April 16th in uh, the Hawthorne. Go to the website to see it, and we got to say goodbye. But yeah, we do, unfortunately. So it's time so to say good night, good night and God, God bless. bless.
from ghoulies to ghosties, along with a little beasties, and things that good must ship in the country, but I'd rather deliver us all with our life 